Welcome to this week's episode of Duel of Taints, the podcast where we argue about the shit that you care least about in life. I'm Rhett. I'm Kane. We're here today to discuss... <laughs> Three weeks later, four <laughs> weeks after it came out, whatever it is. Yeah, I, did, I think it came out like... Oh, I think it came out exactly a month ago, November yeah. 7th. So, uh, Interstellar. Finally saw it. Or finally, both spoiler, spoiler. If you have not seen this movie, there will be spoilers. Yeah. So uh, if you don't want to be spoiled, then uh, get the fuck out of here. We'll give you a moment. Moment over. Oh, okay. You. <laughs> You're still here. Your own fault. <laughs> so you know what I think about it. What do you, What do you think about it? Pretty freaking mind blowing, right, dude? Like, holy shit. Um, I saw an IMAX. I, I wish I saw oh, it. Oh, like, that's the only way to I see wish. it. I got, I, I, I've been like, me and Bailey talk about it all, and it's like, sometimes we'll be free, and it's like, want to go to Bridgeport and watch? <laughs> where'd you go? Where'd you see it at? Bridgeport. Bridgeport, okay. And here's a fun fact that I didn't know. It's better in IMAX. It, well, no, well uh, yes. It's also fucking expensive in IMAX. 20 bucks a ticket. 18 bucks. It was 36 bucks I think, for me and Lisa to see it. I think when I went... Did you see it during the day? Or? Yeah, I technically saw the matinee. You got a matinee, so that's why. Mine, I think my ticket was like 20 50 or something like that when I went and saw The Dark Knight when it, on, uh, yeah. on opening day. That was... The Dark Knight was the first movie I saw in IMAX. Yeah. Maybe this, even the only. I can't remember. I saw some other This was the first there. one I've seen in IMAX. I've seen documentaries. I've seen some documentaries, yeah. Like, like, I, like I can obviously see in their IMAX theater. I yeah, yeah. I saw... like, but I saw... Yeah, I saw some documentaries, too, when I was at the Royal BC Museum in Victoria. Yeah. It was like, they have an IMAX theater, and it was like, at night, they play, they were playing Star Trek Into Darkness, <laughs> and during the day, it was like, Shackleton's Journey to <laughs> Antarctica, and, you know, like, all this other shit, so. But, fuck, yeah, that de- IMAX is definitely a way to go. It, it was worth the money. I, at first, it was, it was funny, because... How we, big was the screen? It's fucking huge. It was massive, and the sound was freaking amazing. But we, we actually saw two movies. We had a whole, like, movie day. We saw Theory of Everything first. Really good movie. Holy shit, that's a good movie. I want to see that. The guy, I forget the, fuck, I forget the actor's name who plays it. The, the dude who plays Stephen Hawking kills it. I don't know if that's, maybe. <laughs> he nearly kills it. I don't know. What it is. <laughs> He's fucking awesome. But... He was a really lazy actor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a thought. He really didn't have to do much. <laughs> He's got to sit there. I think it was all the voice acting, right? Yeah. <laughs> Greetings. <laughs> well, Stephen Hawking actually lent them because yeah, he he, he owns the gave him the rights to the voice. Yeah. But anyways, uh, so that was good. And then then we had like an hour to kill before Interstellar, so we went and got something to eat real quick. And so, but no, um, no, I just wanted to say when I, when I mean, we, even even with all the baggage you had going into Interstellar, with me being like, it's the be- it's my favorite movie right now. Like yeah. it's. Even with all that, like, did it exceed your expectations? Yes, or was it, did. It? <laughs> it did. It exceeded. Yes. But no, like, I went to the store. Like, we went and got something to eat. We came back. And we hadn't bought the tickets to IMAX yet. We came back with plenty of time. Like, all right. And I was like, the, the show that we were going to see, we knew we were going to see was an IMAX. And I knew it was going to be a little bit more expensive. I didn't know it was twice as expensive. I didn't know that. Yeah. Probably my fault. So, like, oh, yeah, two tickets for the 320 uh, Interstellar. He's like, all right, that'll be $36. I'm like, the fuck? I actually said, like, the fuck did you say? Like it, thirty six. It's IMAX. It's more expensive. Thirty six. He got really nervous. This little teenage pimple face fucker. I was like, and Lisa about like shit her pants. She's but she's behind me. Like, hold. It was, but um, hold on. And he, and as I'm like, fine, whatever, you know, because there's no other time I can see it because we had to get we had to be back home at a certain point. So I hand him a car, and he's putting on there, and he's like, it's worth it, man. I'm like, it better fucking be, because I'm oh, going to come back even here. Even he's telling you it's <laughs> I worth said, it. Like, it better, I said, it better fucking be, because I'm going to come back here and find you if it isn't. And he had this, like, terrified look on his face, and it was worth it, so I didn't have to go find him. But I'll tell you what, the large pop <laughs> I bought there, you know, that's way too expensive to begin with, but you get free refills. Yeah. I refilled that fucker four times. Like, I didn't even, I wouldn't even want that much pop. I wasn't even thirsty. But God damn it, if I'm going to pay that much for a pop and for a movie... <laughs> oh yeah, that pop's getting refilled. Oh yeah, I just bring my cup in. <laughs> like, I don't know. Well, I'm such I, a took, bad I took it. To, I took it to lunch with us between yeah. uh, Theory and uh, Interstellar. Oh shit, yeah. I told him like I'm gonna be back to see another movie. They're like, all right, I'm like I'm gonna bring this back and refill it. They're like, all right. It, yeah, they high they, schoolers don't give a shit. They're like, whatever. Yeah, they. I'm pretty sure that's like what they encourage you to do. They want you to see multiple movies. They want you to yeah. refill it. 
I br- I just bring it back. Like I've always I've I'll put it in my jacket, like right in here, and then I'll go sit down, and then I'll be like, well, I'm gonna go get a pop, and then I'll walk in and be like, hey, I need a refill for this, and they'll be like, what'd you have? And I was like, actually, I want to change to Coke. I had root beer last time. I give him this like overkill story. Like I had root beer last time. In reality, time. they're like, "Shut the fuck up, dude! I, I, I don't care." They're like, "I don't this, give a shit." We haven't sold this cup in five years. <laughs> Wait a second, your story doesn't check out, sir. It's an older cup, sir, but it checks out. I was just about to clear them. <laughs> okay. Anyways, yes, Interstellar so exceeded my expectations. What? Um... What was your favorite part? The wormhole going into the right wormhole. though wasn't that awesome? At that part, even Lisa, who was like, she was all about seeing theory of everything because yeah. it's a love story and it's and it was that was a good fucking movie too. So Lisa was already stoked on that. Yeah, and uh, and seeing Interstellar, um, she was like, ah, okay, three hours, shit, all right. But even she at that part, it's like, I could hear her going like, mother of God, ride. yeah, that part was. I mean the. That was part was pretty sweet, and I love the fact that the entire movie, for the most part, there's a couple things I read up on later. Like, oh, okay, they took a little bit of you know artistic liberty with, but the vast majority of that movie is based on, if not scientific scientific fact, then theory. existing scientific theory. Like well, Kip Thorne, really famous physicist, yeah, actually, he's the he was, scientific advisor. Yeah, and he, he, he also he, advised Contact. Yeah, which also. Starred Matthew McConaughey. That's a good movie too. Oh, That's fucking super good. underrated. If, if, if movie. you guys haven't seen Contact, go see it. And also and read for, the book. Holy crap! Yeah, the book is so for good. Day, Contacts Singen. like visual effects were pretty goddamn good. Yeah, they had they're the a little travel. Yeah, they're a little dated now, but they were still really good for for its time. Plus, Jodie Foster's okay. Yeah, she actually did. I, I'm not a huge fan of Jodie Foster. Me neither, but she did all right. But you know, she has some good movies. But she also has some shit movies. Uh, but uh, she's the one who's in Double Jeopardy, right? No, she was on the Brave one, which sucked. Mm. Um, I don't, I can't remember. I don't know. I don't. I, don't, I never saw Back Jeopardy. To <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, but yeah, that was good. I, I, I just love like there was, it was like, those effects, man. Just like oh. everything about it too. I was just watching this. I was like, dude, like it was such a believable picture of humanity's future. Like, yeah, that's... like when you when you kind of had. The whole tidbit in the first half of the movie with his daughter and, like, there's that whole scene with the, uh, like, textbook, her getting in trouble with the, because of the textbook. And it was, like, the Apollo program yeah. was propaganda to, like, collapse yeah. the Soviet Union and all that stuff. Like, I was just like, this I, – I could s- totally believe this. It's a very believable future. Yeah. Where, basically, the space program is, like, a kind of failed humanity mm-hmm. has no longer needed. The only thing that's needed is food. And you know what really brought this home? And this is such a nitpicky thing. Mm-hmm. But what really brought it home, because everybody's basically a farmer yeah. in this thing. And, uh, you know, Matthew McConaughey is a farmer. And then when they do, like, the they do like the um, career testing, yeah. like, his son would have made an excellent farmer. An excellent farmer and everyone's a fucking farmer and all this stuff. But all they grow is corn, right? And then at the end of the – or halfway through the movie or wherever it is when the daughter goes back to the son's house – and uh they're having dinner around the table and all this shit. Sh- there's sh- everything they're eating is corn. Yeah, corn based like corn There's like bread. cornbread, there's like just it's corn salad. Yes. Like... I was like, what? If everything was corn. Like there wasn't there was nothing. Here's, else they they on talked it. about potatoes when even extent. That to me seemed like the, the hardiest, gnarliest food. That'd be like one of the most the hardest ones. Potatoes? To yeah. Yeah, potatoes were what were grown in uh on Mars in the book The Martian. Yeah. Because because of that, because they're so See, easy. To I did I did read because I, I was so freaking enthralled with that movie. I read a bunch of stuff on it last night. Just, Same here. I, yeah, after I, I, I saw did. that movie, after I saw that movie, it was like the car ride home was like one hand on the wheel, one hand on my phone, like going through Wikipedia, IMDb. Are you serious? That's that's super dangerous. <laughs> no, I'm not fucking serious. <laughs> but it was like as soon as I got, uh, home, I, I made Lisa drive so I could do it. <laughs> as soon as I got home, and then what was really fun about that movie for me too is like Bailey is not a sci-fi fan at all yeah. but she i mean she was just as enthralled by that movie as i was and she w- just had all these questions about science and space and space exploration yeah. and nasa and all this stuff and it was like really fun for me to answer those yeah. questions to, to the best that i could yeah well even i say here because you understand 10 times more than i do but i still i love it because i was like i was even telling lisa last night that movie kind of inspired me like 
Fuck, I love phys- like physics so much, but I understand so little of After it. After I saw that movie, I was like, why aren't I an engineer? Like, I well, was like, just like... No, I told what? Lisa, like, you know, honestly, I'll never be... I could never be an astrophysicist. But I'm going to ta- I'm gonna start probably next year when we have a little bit more free time in yeah. theory. Um, I'm actually going to... Just just so I can understand physics a little bit better, just for my own enjoyment, yeah. I actually take a college course. And- Dude, the best courses I ever took when, when I was enrolled... Uh, at the uh, local community college, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, The be- yeah, Shemekina. The best courses I ever took were the um, as- they, you know, it's labeled astronomy, but it yeah. may as well be astrophysics. Yeah, uh, course each term was just the. I mean, fuck, dude, you can I can loan you my textbooks. Like I still have them. Like they're so. Oh, I love that. They're so good, man. I won't understand and half of it, but shit. I'll... It, that was the best courses I ever took. And once a week, you did your lab, your your labs where you ran experiments. Yeah. Like one of the experiments we did was we ran a simulated model, computer model, mm. of uh, we had to determine the rate of rotation of the different planets mm. in our solar system. Yeah. So we ran a computer simulation that simulated bouncing microwaves. Yeah. From Earth off of the planets and back and gave us certain readings. And from those readings, we had to figure out what the rate of rotation yeah. was. Like, that was the most fun I've ever had oh, in school, man, I ever. Need to, I need to do it. I'm, I'm going to just do it. I'm going to start off, just start from the basics, do like an intro to physics or intro to – or whatever. Intro to physics class. Just I'll so, loan you that book. It's That'd be sweet. It's fascinating. And it's got a lot of stuff in there. It's more than just physics, too. It's got a lot of stuff about, like, like the like geology of the yeah. terrestrial planets in our solar system. It has – uh, like all about it, it, the book focuses on our solar system, but it's a physics textbook. Yeah, but it's just it's fucking fascinating, and I, I it's the only textbook I have that I've read cover to cover multiple times. That's awesome. I, I mean, it's that. I mean, it's That's just fucking sweet. Yeah, but yeah. I'm I'm right there with you, dude. After I saw that movie, I literally lamented my the life choices that led me to where this. I am because I was like, why aren't I an engineer who's like in NASA? Like, why? <laughs> Oh man, it's like God. I wish I was smart enough just to like even understand some of this shit. But uh, no, um, but, like I, even before this, I've been I've been you know I listen to like a lot. One of the things I I, I fall asleep listening to at night will be like uh, Star Talk, or, well Star Talk, or even even go on YouTube and just play, just listen to audio to like a um, Neil deGrasse Tyson yeah, lecture, yeah. or even I I have listened to Kip Thorne lectures before, even Carl Sy- Sy- Sagan stuff, but. Uh, one of my favorite YouTube series now. It's it's not physics, but I mean they, they touch on it a little bit. Everything's it's, physics. Yeah, but but it's a it's a mathematical um, YouTube series called Number File. I think I've heard of this. Oh man, there's a mind blowing. It will blow your mind. I'll check it out. No, there's one. It's um, just type in any and listeners and do this. And this actually came up in conversation last last night after I saw the movie at my uh, in laws' house. I was telling them about eight. Number File. Well, yeah, number, well, weird, like, mathematical stuff came up in the conversation. I told him about this. I'm going to ask you a question, Rhett, and I want you to give me what – the first thing, what the answer would come to your mind. All right. What – 1 plus 2 plus 3 plus 4 all the way to infinity. What would be the sum of that? What is the sum of all natural numbers, if you had to guess? Infinity. You'd be wrong. Okay. Negative 1 twelfth. And this YouTube number file like, has a video on it where they, ex- <laughs> they have two videos on it that explains two different ways to come up to that conclusion. Uh-huh. Blow, mind-blowing. And, like, and, and at first, even after watching at first, you know, you're like, bullshit. I'm okay, yeah. Yeah, that's where you, I was. I was like, negative 112? Fuck you, Kane. But, like, yeah, you can, yeah, you know I mean, if you, mathematics, you know, anything you can warp. It's used in many areas of physics, including string theory. Yeah. It's actually a very common... I think I've I've heard of this before. I've never but, gave it much thought. But watch the videos, especially the, the they have a simpler version that they have, they have the one that uses like um, zeta functions and stuff. That just yeah, that one it's like uh, what? Yeah, but I, they have one that they use a simple the simple equation and they show you how they come to that conclusion. Fucking makes sense after they explain it. I have a few friends who uh, studied mathematics in college. And I'm just like, holy fuck, man. Like, so many, so many of the concepts are above my head. Like, if I ever tried to get back into math, I'd have to literally start over at the beginning. Like, <laughs> one plus one. Like, one of the things that I, I just started realizing that I, I was like, I'm done was, and it may, to me, it's like, I, I, uh, I feel like I, I can grasp like geographic, uh, geogra- 
ge- not geographical, geometrical. Yeah. Uh, I keep. Well, see, I didn't even know. I was like, as soon as I say it, right? See, I was lost halfway into that. I was like, what's he talking about? Yeah. I felt like uh, geometrical stuff has like always been my strength in mathematics, but like one of my buddies was telling me one time that addition's been mine, right? <laughs> one of my buddies was telling me that uh, you know, but I can subtract like a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sum of the angles of a triangle equals one eighty, right? Yeah. But uh, when you put it on a sphere, yeah. it can be up to like nine hundred, and it's like, oh man. I wonder if my son in the background is gonna. Yeah, it will. It will pick it up. Yeah. Should Before, we, like, the should we pause real quick so I can go calm it down? Sure. God, you're a terrible parent. You're down mm-hmm. here pod. Hey, sorry about that. I had a stemma minor meltdown upstairs. <laughs> but in the so meantime, I, had, I, I made Rhett watch that the number, number file. file. Yeah, yeah. What That's, do you think about it's that? It's fascinating. I'm, I'm really. It's, it's one of those things that like. It's, it's just one of those things like you listen to it and you watch it and it's like yeah it makes sense but. But it doesn't at the same time, and you're just fascinated by it because we try to grasp it in a certain sense. Yeah. Like, well, obviously, infinity, it's going to be we, infinity. We, we like, try to grasp it in a finite yeah. perspective when it's like, but it's infinity. You can't get, you can't yeah. get. I know. But <laughs> I like how you said, like, in, but it, we, they find this sum like this in, yeah, physics, in physics, and in physics, everywhere. there's no. There's no infinity in yeah, physics. Yeah, it, it's all. Yeah. That's, that's what, I, it's, it's. Oh, so fast. Anyways, but, um, so. It's Interstellar. Yeah. I also really liked the ending stuff, like the visual effects. The last 20 minutes, specifically when, spoiler alert, but again, spoiler alert. We already spoiled Fuckers can when, turn when shit off. When he enters the black hole, which, again, that sounds like Hocus Pocus, but after reading up, and Kip Thorne, like he was saying, yeah. certain black holes, yes, in, in theory, you hit them at a certain speed, yeah. it would do? be possible. He got going pretty quick. You got going pretty fast. It'd be, it'd be, yeah, it, it, to get to the single, it's theoretically possible. And when he's in there and he enters that kind of, it's not the term they use in the movie or in science, but like the, the kind of time warp. Blue, the fourth dimension thing? Yeah, the fourth or fifth dimension where he's actually looking in. The time and stuff? Yeah, look, looking in on specifically his daughter's room. And like he's the re- he was the ghost yeah. that was knocking books off. The, that was fucking fascinating. I really felt a lot of people I've heard of just like, yep, I lost it there. Like, great science fiction movie. And I'm like, whoa, 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 stop right there. Science fiction, bitch. Like, yeah. don't give me this shit about how and you're a sci fi. And not even really fan. science fiction because that is based on theoretical science. Sure, but even sure. still. Sure, I mean, sure, you can say, well, theoretically, theory, theory can be fiction too. Yes, it can. But All on paper, th- everything in that part, Kip Thorne has figured out is on paper is possible. These people who who complain about it too are the same ones though who two thousand one. But they love the end of two thousand one. Exactly. They're like, they're like it's just above our understanding and blah blah blah, and it, that's what makes it great. And I'm just like, this is the same thing. As far as mind blowing movies go, this is the closest movie to come to two thousand one Space Odyssey. As far oh, there's another one upstairs. I'm just gonna let this one go. Sorry, guys. I'm not a bad parent. My sister's up there watching us. Just, <laughs> we promise they're just not. In they're, they're not. They're, they're not locked in a room by themselves. Damn, <laughs> he's pissed. <laughs> um, but yeah, in theory, or sorry, going back, but like yeah, just like 2001. I'd say 2001 is a little bit more mind blowing, solely because. It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, I mean, it does. It does when you think about it. It like, does, but I mean, like, there's kind of the theory that it's like it's like a zoo, basically. Yeah. It's like in an alien zoo yeah. and blah blah blah. But but it's kind of the same thing, like ascending. About it's the whole this, you know, yeah. it's kind of a story about human evolution and all this stuff. Well, maybe not Interstellar, but 2001 is a story about human evolution. He becomes a star child. Yeah. Uh, 2000 or uh, Interstellar is sort of the same thing about human ascension. Like he's like the light being that like was waving at the ship, and like they're saying like we are the ones who put this wormhole here, and we are the ones who let us uh, do the, this future, uh, yeah, our future like, selves. Yeah, like oh yeah, but like come on, that part right there is mind blowing itself. Like okay, the future humans did this, but they couldn't get to that point unless can you? It's oh, it's mind blowing. Can you think of any movie that? that utilizes time dilation effects of, like, relativity like this movie does. No, like, I can't. I, that's my favorite thing. Like, um, I've read so many books that I, deal with that kind of stuff. There are not this The movie I can think of, it, it doesn't come close, but it definitely touches on it. It's a major part of the movie, is Event Horizon. 
Yeah, but they don't really have like time. No, like, they don't have. Uh... Then there's a whole scene where they talk about what's the quickest way between two points, and one yeah, guy says a straight same, line. The same no, explanation. You know, like, no, you fold Interstellar. Yeah, it's, it, that that like I said, it doesn't come to nearly the same level as Interstellar. I mean, it, I mean, you know, when they go to that first planet in Interstellar. And it's the water planet and the giant waves are happening. We might have to make this a really short episode because I don't know how much that, more you can take up there. That's fine. <laughs> um, <coughs> but uh, they go to the first planet and they're only there for like however long and they come back and 23 years has passed. Yeah. The one dude's been like on yeah, and off old. like sleeping yeah. stuff. How, can you think of any movie that does that? <sighs> no, 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 no. Not like that. Not that I can think of. I'm, so there might be one or two out there, but. Yeah. I just, I just loved it. They did everything so well, and fucking Christopher Nolan's on another level. He's, he, I don't know, he's up there. He's up there in my opinion with directors now. Up there with Kubrick, he's Coppola. So he's so good. I, I think he's probably the best director. Can we just right talk now. about lot, how, in, like, in action right now? I don't know about you. I don't know how it was in IMAX. I imagine that was incredible. But oh, when you're fuck. like, those aren't mountains, and it's a freaking like wave coming. Well, see that part. I had seen the previews. Oh, about. the previews had ruined that for me. Not me. But like, <laughs> but like the whole thing where he's looking off the distance, like she gets that mountains, and he's like, no, that's a wave. Oh, but it's going away. Okay, and then he gets that. Like, wait a second. If it's going that way, that means. And he turns around and there's a huge fucking one yeah. super close. <laughs> oh, that part, that part was sad because the one dude died. Uh, I know. I was really bummed about that. I like that actor. The guy who's in The Hunger Games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is, isn't he? Yeah, he's in the first one as like the games director. Yeah. And then he's replaced by uh, um, the guy who died. Philip Seymour Hoffman? Yeah, he's replaced by Philip Seymour Hoffman. But, uh, oh. fuck. Um, also, there, there's... Uh, one of the bigger twists in the movie wasn't really the plot so much. It was, a, it was an actor, a surprise actor. It was almost on the same level as uh, Matt Damon. Yeah, Matt Damon. He was, he's not in in the he's in the credits, but he's not in any of the promotion stuff. Yeah. He's not at first. I, I was surprised. Like to he see was never that. announced as that he's in the movie. But uh, that's on the same level as Kevin Spacey in Seven. I don't know if you ever seen that. Oh yeah, I fucking. Love but that like movie. He, he was never promoted to be be even in the movie. He wasn't yeah. in the opening credits at yeah. all. And all of a sudden, like, oh, fuck, it's Kevin Spacey, and he's that really insane dude who's doing horrible things to people. The Zodiac Killer? Mm-hmm. Or wait, not the Zodiac Killer. Why did I say that? I don't know. He's the... That's another good what movie. What is he called in that movie? They don't call him it. John Doe's his name. Oh. Hmm. I guess I've watched too many things. That's a good fucking movie. I hope if I ever become a serial killer that I'm good enough to, like, get a nickname. It's usually a bad thing if you get a nickname. That means you're caught. Not really. The Zodiac Killer was never caught. That's true. You got me there. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but generally, if you're going to be a serial killer and you don't want to get caught, you want to be good enough that you're never, it's, they don't realize you're a serial killer. Well, I'm the type of serial killer who wants notoriety. You do? I'm like the arsonist. But then you're a serial killer things. who does want to get caught eventually. I don't know if I want to get caught. But who wants notoriety? A lot of serial killers like want to be caught. Eventually, look. Like, I know they, you they think want you know the recognition. Because you watch a lot of Criminal Minds, Kane. My wife watches <laughs> a lot of Criminal Minds. She goes through phases. She'll go like through like two weeks, and I watch it too because she's watching. Oh, I love it. that show. It's a great show. It's, it's almost addicting. It's like oh fuck. It really is, especially if you watch it on Netflix. It's like mother of God. There's another one. You know, it reminds it. me a lot of Star Trek in that sense, where those episodes are very formulaic. Yeah. And where oh God. Like, yeah. You know this. You know here's it's, the characters doing their thing, and then the crisis is. It, Criminal Minds is Matlock, basically. Oh yeah, it, <laughs> Matlock uh, always like always figured it out. Is one of the witnesses who did the who was the killer. And man, I love uh, I love Criminal Minds, but I uh, love Matlock. That shit was badass. Andy Griffith. Hell yeah. But uh, back to back to Interstellar. Uh, Matt Damon's performance. Oh, he was good. He was really good. Oh my god, though, like I, that's the one inconsistency. And I guess you could just you could just chalk it up to. Uh, human, not error, but just human arrogance, human, yeah. uh, whatever. Uh, I was like, this man is supposedly like one of the greatest, like, you know, physicists or space explorers, yeah. like whoever lived. And he's a total dude. he didn't seal the fucking airlock. Like that part, that, I could not get my head that around to me that. Was like the one part that was I like, guess he was desperate. I mean, I, that's the one thing like I can sort of just be like, okay, I guess he was desperate. I, I have to, fucking make up a reason that like, was one of the, yeah. the few like parts of the movie i was like well, really you really it was all this movie and that's the you really? but it sets up fucking matthew mcconaughey's 
fucking most heroic moment. Yeah. When he gets, when he spins the fucking, the landing ship uh, fast enough to dock with that, uh, whatever it was called. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. I'm sorry. It's been a month since yeah. I've seen the movie. I saw it last night. I don't remember, so. <laughs> but he fucking, oh my God. And he tells the robot, he's like. Tars. Yeah. Oh, fucking oh, robots are bad. Tars like, and what, How many movies have you ever watched that you sympathize with robots? Like, I was so happy at the end of the movie when he's... They brought Tars back? Yes, <laughs> I was like, cha-cha-cha, I fist-pumped in the movie theater. And Baylor's like, honey. He said it like... Well, even that one part, after they wake up and have Damien and Tars walks in and sees, like, the one robot that he had yeah. to, like, decommission. Yeah. You can almost, like, in, like the way the robot was talking about it, it's like, you can almost see, like, the robot's like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. <laughs> the fuck? I loved it when, uh, I don't know, I think it was like when he was reactivating TARS at the end of the movie, and he's like, self-destruct sequence activated. Yeah. And he's like, let's tone the humor down to 90%. Or 60%. Or 60%. Yeah. Knock, knock. Want to go 55? Yes. <laughs> it was pretty, it was, it was good. I know. And it's sort of cool that, like, TARS is, like, the one person who went through it all the way, like, you know, with Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Like, it's that's one of those things like you hear a lot about like you know the singularity of yeah. robots like we're basically going to reach that like Skynet moment where they come well, alive and the, like enslave well, I humanity. I forget the guy's name. I I oh yeah I know. There's um, a like a not a mathematician but like yeah, yeah, yeah. a computer uh, mathematician or whatever. I just he, had his name. He, earlier, he predicted that by 2045 it's like Edmund or something or Edmund Ed, Ed starts with a K like Coop, Cooperini or something like that. Um, but he predicts by. 2045, human... We'll have singularity? Yeah, Skynet human. will happen? Well, well, yeah, we'll reach a technological singularity. You know, that's one thing is, like, you hear a lot of horror stories, I guess, about it. But to me, I sort of love that this movie sort of, like, highlighted those sort of technological advances of humanity in a positive light. Like, we have these sort of, like, yeah. robots... I don't know if you consider Tars AI or not. Probably not. Well, no, because I mean, because he's already kind of pre-programmed. I mean, he's definitely. But, I mean, he, I don't think he's art, it's it's artificial intelligence, obviously. But, but I don't think I do not think he's. But dude, I mean, Tars, he's not. He's not completely by himself because he still has to obey humans. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, and, and like his humor, his smartassness. Yeah, yeah. It's still based on a, a calculation. A, a, yeah. Or a. Oh yeah, it's all based on that. But that's all anything is. Like yeah, but, when we but, say jokes, I mean, he, we're always they, like, they can adjust adjust his humor level from. 100%. We can adjust our own humor level. Yeah, but they can adjust it down to zero. One, yeah, zero, and he could be Hal yeah. nine thousand if you yeah. if they wanted. That's true. I cannot allow you to do that, Dave. <laughs> hey, gee. But you Maybe know, this is the same right. thing. Like when we say a joke, like we're doing these these processes and we're like is everyone gonna understand my miscarriage joke or like <laughs> you know or is, or is anyone got so many babies they should call you miscarriage <laughs> oh oh epic rap battles of history i didn't make that up that's shit yeah, don't, yeah, don't kill shit, me yeah epic um rap actually it's but funny it's funny I was so, but the how you know the daisy thing. sorry real quick theory of everything there's a part where after Stephen hawking gets his voice his, his robotic voice you know synthesizer he actually types in you know daisy daisy, daisy. Give me your rant. <laughs> he yeah. actually does. Uh, that part's yeah. pretty funny. Um, I was going to say, though, about TARS. Like, TARS essentially in this movie, to me, when I sing it on it later, was like the Samwise Gamgee to Matthew McConaughey's Frodo. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Kind of. Like, you know, I mean, he was just there all the way. He's the one What'd other you say, hero though? Because who when, went when you all read, the way. When you read Lord of the Rings, in my mind... Frodo Baggins is not the true hero. Sure, but Samwise Gamgee is the true he hero. He still of that. took the weight of Middle Earth on his shoulders. Frodo, yeah, he did. But so did Matthew. But Samwise That's what I'm Gamgee saying. was there all the way, and he didn't falter. I okay. I'm not comparing like levels of badassness. I'm not comparing, uh, you know. I, I know. I, I'm, gra I'm. I mean, I'm nitpicking. I know. I'm. I'm just saying. Anyways, yeah. I Tars was his Robin then, Kane. Except way less annoying. And way less homoerotic. He, he was like the best. I loved everything he said. But um, that's probably my favorite character. Man, we in the jumped, whole goddamn movie. We was, jumped from where I was talking. About I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, Tars. Oh, it sets up. Yeah, we were talking. We started about Matt Damon and how his kind of his his ego sort yeah. of led to his demise, but then sets up like the most heroic moment. Yeah. I mean, I fucking was in tears at that part because you know, and he's like, "If I black out, Tars grab the wheel," <laughs> and uh, 
And he fucking just doesn't, man. He doesn't fucking black out. And Anne Hathaway does. She was God. pretty good in this movie. I was really impressed with her. And, you know, I like Anne Hathaway, but I go to see a movie with Bailey who just kind of despises her for some reason. Yeah. And I've never really had a problem with Anne Hathaway. Like, you know, I went I, when I was a kid, I went and saw Princess Diaries. Like, yeah. I liked that movie. Really? Uh, moving really? on. Really? Yeah. It takes a lot for me to not like a movie. But it takes a lot for me to really love a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, it's not like I fucking watch Princess Diaries every Friday night. <laughs> I just, I watched it. And uh, it was kind of entertaining. And I remember thinking, like, who's this hot actress? <laughs> but uh, I don't think she's very attractive anymore. But when I was a kid, I was like, yeah, I ain't had the way. <laughs> when you're a preteen, anything with boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's like Dresden says in the Dresden Files. He's like... Uh, you know, at age 25 is when uh, men's insurance rates usually drop. And, you know, this is about – I butcher the joke. And he's like, you know, because boobs are the center of the world for uh, for a young man between the ages of 15 and 25. And that's uh, also when their insurance rates drop. So it's not a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, it's still the center of mine. I'm waiting for that to <laughs> <laughs> kick in, yeah. But uh, she did really – she exceeded my expectations, honestly. I mean – She's a great actress. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw like Les Mis, Les Miserables. Yeah. Like, she was pretty, uh, pretty great. I mean, not great. She was Didn't pretty she good. Did she win the Oscar and... for that movie? Yeah, she beat out uh, Meryl Streep for something. I think I don't know, but uh, but she did great in that, and she I think she did great as um, as uh... <laughs> God damn it, I was gonna Catwoman? say her name. Yeah, I was gonna say her name though. Yeah, she was a pretty good Catwoman. Uh, but uh, you know who else is that movie that? He... Normally, Michael Caine plays a really lovable character or inspiring Kinda character. Kind of played a douche. Like, at the beginning, you're like, okay, yeah, he's your normal Michael Caine, inspiring, awesome character. Oops, he's a, he's a fuckhead. Yeah, he's kind of like the only real kind of antagonist, in a sense. Like, even though he's not. Even though like, Matt, he's well, still... Matt Damon. I... Oh, yeah, why did I forget about that? I don't know, we were just talking about him. But it's Sorry. just it's just crazy because Matt Damon's like one of you know it just goes to show because the the story really is kind of about it's like a man versus nature story yeah it really yeah, yeah, yeah and and Matt Damon was just too weak that's all it was I don't know how long he was on that planet for but long enough that he exhausted all of his yeah. supplies and had to go into cryo sleep but uh, that whole scene man I just I, it was really hard to watch like. Matthew McConaughey's helmet get busted yeah. open. Like, I was just like, come on. Like, you, you want it to go a certain way, and it didn't. You mm-hmm. know, it's just. And, uh, man, it was just disappointing to watch. You just, your heart breaks, mm-hmm. you know, all these things. And fucking fascinating movie, though, man. It mm-hmm. did everything I wanted it to do. You yeah. know, when they get through the wormhole, and they're like, all right, we're right. We have to start considering time as a resource now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I was wondering if they were going to talk yeah. about that, because they're racing against the fucking clock. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, like that, we already talked about it, they go on that first planet with all the water. Yeah. Every, because it's so close to Black Hole, every hour, every hour is, is, is like seven, seven minutes. Years. Seven years, yeah. Seven years. So they're gone for three hours and something. It's just fucking, that's, man, it, the movie just blew me away. Everything about it, from all the scenes on Earth to flying in, you know, to the docking sequence, the very first docking sequence, mm-hmm. where the ranger ship docked into the uh, long range thing. Yeah, that was fucking. And then just the wormhole, man. Like I fucking came buckets when I saw that. Like just the way they portrayed it, and it's just yeah. like you look into it, and it's like look, and it's literally like looking into another galaxy yeah. because they were. Yeah, that that to me, like, the, if you're gonna watch ten minutes of any part of that movie and just ten minutes to watch the wormhole scene. That's pretty insane. But uh, where are we at on time? Thirty-four minutes. Might have to, yeah, we want to cut this one short a little yeah. bit because let's give some good closing closing statements about Interstellar. So, if you had to, uh, I mean, would you see it again? Oh, oh, fuck! Would yeah. you pay IMAX prices to see it again? I just, if I could afford it, yeah. <laughs> but yes, I would. If I could afford it, I would. Like I probably will here in another month or so. Go see it again at a small, but in a smaller theater, obviously, and matinee, and I would see it again. I probably will. Scale of one to ten. Solid nine. 
God, there's it know. wasn't it wasn't there's so few perfect movies out there. That one came goddamn close. Maybe I mean nine point five. I think I think I said this before when we talked about it, but I mean it's literally my new favorite movie. I mean Yeah, it's it's up it's This is gonna be a movie that I I mean I I have there has not been a day that I didn't think about Interstellar ten times yeah. since I saw it. I mean it's just one of those movies. It kind of permeates your everyday life. Like I know deep, deep buying it. DVDs has started to become a dead like technology. That's what I'm buying. Well, I'll buy the Blu-ray. I'm well, yeah, if you know what I mean. See, I still call them DVDs. <laughs> yeah, I have a Blu-ray player, but I don't. Oh, God, it's so good. And, uh, I, Jesus, I wish, I wish I could articulate more things to say about it in the short amount of time we have. But mm-hmm. we can talk about it next week, too, a little bit. Yeah, well, the, I have two extremely unhappy kids upstairs. Yeah. But, Sorry. Uh, <laughs> really? no, hey, you know what? That's the, this is the punk rock uh, of podcasts, and we do it how we want. If you don't like 35-minute episodes, then uh, tune in next week, and it'll be longer. I promise. <laughs> it'll be two hours. <laughs> it'll be just for two hours. So. <laughs> we literally ended the episode, and then We're my back. parents came back uh, to their house, and now my boys are calmed down. So, uh. We're going to just edit out the ending and then we'll do a new one. What did you think about uh, the whole thing? Like, what did you think about, like, the ship? Like, the humanity, like, the arc, basically, that they were on at the very end? Like, what did you think about that? Was, I, I, I want to know more. That, that's probably my biggest... You could base com- a whole movie just on... Life that's on my biggest complaint ship. about the movie is they don't explain... Did they... Because, like, his daughter... You know, was wasn't where he was. She had to come from. You know, yeah. They had multiple ships. Was there multiple ships? Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear that. Did they say that part? Or? Yeah, that's what they said. She's on the other ship. We're flying her over. Yeah, but she. It took them two years. Where's that other ship? Are they still exploring? I'm assuming they're it took still them two years to fly her over. Yeah, they're talking about she's been in cryosleep for two years, even though in his and where he was, it was only a matter of weeks. So obviously, oh no, no, because they were. Yeah, because she was so old. She was in cryosleep because she was so old. And because of the travel time, they they weren't traveling like at the speed of light. They were just, you know, like at the very beginning of the movie yeah. when they traveled to the wormhole and they all yeah. went into cryosleep. Yeah, yeah, she went into cryosleep just like that. Well, I know that, but I mean, like, was it because it took them two years to to get from Earth to Jupiter. Where was the wormhole? No, was Saturn, Saturn? no I'm talking about at the end of the movie. Yeah, where she is and where he is. It took them two years to travel. Yeah. To, to, to where Matthew McConaughey is. That's what I'm asking. Or was she just in Crowsley just because she's so fucking old and they're like, well, we'll make, we just want to make sure she, she has a chance. To yeah. See. Matthew McConaughey came out of the black hole. Yeah. I get it. In space. Yeah. After they had traveled two years from Earth and they had just basically got there. And she was in Crowsley because she was old and the travel would kill her probably. No, that's not how I took it. I took it as they had actually been out in space and... Yeah, for two years. Was it? But a lot of those kids, because they had that whole museum set up with people talking about blight, like they had been there for 20, 30 years, and it was like a, like his house was set up as a museum yeah. for people to come and see, like the kids. It hadn't been that long. I think it was two years. That's so I'm going to have to watch it again to get some of that, because maybe my complaint about the movie is not based. What I got from the movie, because think about it, it took them, it took Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway two years to get from Earth to the wormhole. Yeah. And they woke up. Got their messages, boom, went through the wormhole. Yeah. Um, so that's what my interpretation was. Mm-hmm. That she had been in cryosleep for two years because how old was she? Like 112? Well, she wasn't or... coming from Earth. They said... Yeah, she was on another ship. They had to fly her over. Okay. But they did come from Earth. All the ships flew from Earth. And when okay. they got into space, she was like, I'm old and I want to live to see my father again, so I'm going to sleep. And they put her in cryo, probably with a number of other people. Okay, so... It, it didn't take her two years to get from the other ship to the new this other no, ship. No, it only took a couple of weeks. Probably but she was in cryosleep just just because. Yeah, maybe prolong her life so she could see yeah. her father. The ships were probably close enough. It probably only took like a few hours to get her from one ship to the other. Well, no, they said she'd be there in a few weeks. So maybe. Oh yeah, maybe you're right. I don't know. Maybe that's because like that's how well, long maybe it takes they're to, like, I, I guess their I guess decks of like frozen bodies. I guess. I mean, I, <laughs> well, maybe they are close enough when you consider the, the amount of like amount of the huge yeah, space. Yeah. But in reality, you know, it's still a two week travel, just normal that's space true. travel. That's true. Okay, that makes sense. But yeah, she was in sleep for that long. But okay. it wasn't. It wasn't. Because, I'm still gonna like, need to get, see the movie again to understand it because I, I that whole ending stuff. part. I felt like that was kind of the weakest part of the movie. Like the whole the whole like arc thing. Yeah. 
Um, you know, and I mean, it was so fucking heart wrenching though. Like when he wakes up and he's looking at his fucking, he's looking at her, his daughter yeah, and she's an old fucking woman and she has her own family now. Like she's surrounded I, by, all I was, I was surprised family. that none of those people were like, I was grandpa. Kind of surprised by that. Too. Grandpa, you know, or great grandpa, you know, it's like none of them like, like, or did he even know that like, Oh fuck this. I mean, she was pissed at him. Probably didn't talk no, but on, on, yeah, but no, but she 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 had long since forgiven him once she had figured out you know the code yeah. that he left. Yeah. So I'm wondering that part was weird, but maybe it was a bit of a it was a little strange to me. And too. he didn't seem to give a shit about. Oh, those yeah. are all my grandkids. Those are my great grandkids. My grandkids are older than me. <laughs> I mean, everyone he knew died. Yeah. Everyone he knew died. Yeah. Have you? There's a book you should read, and it is literally one of it, the book changed my perception on a lot of things. It's called The Forever War. By Joe Halden. I've heard of it. Never. It's going to be made into a movie. Yeah, I but the Martian, premise... Martian's going to be made into a movie. By the oh way. yeah, dude, the Martian's so good as well. Uh, anybody you, who loves space exploration, if you like the idea of Interstellar, or you, if you saw the movie and you like the movie, go read the book The Martian. It's yeah. space exploration at its finest. It's yeah. a pioneer story for yeah. God's sake. But going on to the Forever War, it's kind of the same basis as of this movie where. They travel through space, but it's sort of one of these things like, we don't know how long we're going to be gone. And then, like, hundreds of years pass on Earth, and they come back, and it's not even the same Earth that they left. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's sort of like humanity's best and brightest students are – because it, it's basically like a story about first contact with aliens. Yeah. And we meet these aliens, but then it leads to a war with them. Yeah. And so – Amer the world's best and brightest students are basically conscripted into the army. Yeah. And they make, like, the first, like, interstellar, like, space navy, basically. But oh, happens... you have told me about this. Okay, here, sorry, keep going. But, yeah. What happens is, like, they go out for their first mission, and they come back, and his mother's, like, an old woman. And Earth is, like, this huge kind of, like, mega city where crime is rampant and, like, yeah. crops are grown wherever you can fit them in and, and all this stuff. And it's just, like, people are... F die every day from gang violence and that sort of stuff and then he's like well this sucks going back in the army and so he goes in the army and he comes back and then when he comes back like it's a future where he's like made fun of because he's straight and the norm is like everyone's gay oh. because in order to control like overpopulation the government mandated that like being straight is illegal and they control uh population growth by like uh in vitro fertilization yeah. basically like so, like, you can get pregnant, but it's not going to be from, like, sex. It's it's going to be from yeah. them knocking you up. That's crazy. And, so, and everyone calls him queer because he's straight. And he's like, this makes no goddamn sense. <laughs> but <laughs> No, uh, while you were talking, something popped in my head. That earlier question you asked me about, was, was there another movie that de dealt with, like, yeah. going and, you know, traveling through time, coming back, and you're 23 years old, yeah. Planet of the Apes. The, first, the original? I, you know, I realized after I asked it, because I asked myself this question after Interstellar, and then I, I freaking went like two days, and I was like, oh, Planet of the Apes, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, like, it just occurred, like, oh yeah, fuck, Planet of the Apes. Yeah, no, that is a good one. I mean, it's the exact same thing. But yeah, but that, that, that's the first part of the movie, and then I never talk about it after that, really. Yeah. Well, you, well, at the end, you find like, out when he fucking sees the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, at the like, end. Oh, no, it's been forever, you goddamn dirty apes. Yeah. Great movie, by the way. I love the original. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that whole part at the end, and then it was, it kind of weirded me out that, like, he just, what, took one of those, like, little little fighter planes and, like, went through the wormhole again to go. And But how heartbreaking was that for Anne Hathaway that, like, her lover was dead by the time she got there? Yeah. They kind of insinuated that maybe Matthew McConaughey was going after her, you know? Yeah, I know. He was. He's, she's literally, it's the same, this is the same thing as the Forever War, which is why I brought it up. The two oldest human beings in or on in humanity are the two people left from that original like mm -hmm. army group when they started, and they're like they're like two thousand years old now, or mm -hmm. they're like twelve hundred years old or something. And he comes back from his final mission, and he's like, "Fuck, like where is she?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, we all thought you would want to know where she is, considering everyone you know is dead except for her, and she's basically just like on a spaceship, like in cryosleep, like going back and forth." Like at close to the speed of light until he comes out, so that they're the same age. Yeah, uh, and that's what it reminds me of. Like he's gonna go through the wormhole and go over there, and they're gonna like live happily yeah. ever after. How many minutes? Four minutes. 
Yeah, we're almost done. Okay. Um, the boys are in the room with mom and dad. Okay, yeah. They're back. Thank, thank you, Bailey. Appreciate yeah, it. No problem. I'll head out soon. <clears throat> but, you know, and then uh, just so much about that movie, man. The visual effects. Just the way the black hole looked. Oh, let's Gargantua. talk about the music. So much different than his normal scores. Who's the... Uh, Hans Zimmer. Yeah, Hans Zimmer. Yeah, it was. It was fucking good, though. It was uh, like a music box. Like, the whole time. It was very light and crisp. Like, it wasn't his usual, like... Yeah, like the Dark Knight or Inception. Yeah. You know, it was it was oh my god though, like so fucking beautiful. Yeah. And constant and just oh my god, that, that score. I mean it was just perfect. It fit space exploration perfect. It fit the movie so yeah. well. Uh, could you imagine watching that movie with those big booms underneath now? It's like uh just it's not this yeah, I mean, they probably could have made it work, because Hans Zimmer's really good, but they definitely made the movie that much better, having it a different style score. Yeah, it was a good, good choice. I don't know what goes through Chris Nolan's head when he's thinking about these things, but Jesus, fuck. He is... Remember I told you a few episodes ago, a few episodes ago I read the original script before Christopher Nolan... Yeah, yeah, brother. yeah. Very similar. They changed a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Like, mostly, like, oh, a character who was female is now male, or who was male yeah. is now female. A lot of that. The plot, very close. Because I wasn't sure how much they changed. They did change some stuff, but it's pretty fucking good. Like, Christopher Nolan and his and his brother, like, they can fucking write a good script. And original, too. Because Inception was a pretty original idea. His take on Batman, which is, I mean, Batman's not original anymore because it's been around for 70-something yeah. years. But his take on it was very original. Yeah, I thought so. And uh, Memento well, kinda, was a super original. The like, Batman take, I would say, maybe not exactly original, because I feel like it stemmed very deeply in Frank Miller's Batman. But Good, good point. But it's still a take that we hadn't seen on the yeah. big screen, and it was executed beautifully. Yeah. I mean, Frank Miller's Batman is dark and gritty, but it's still a comic book. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you open up The Dark Knight Returns, and it's literally like the first twenty minutes of of Batman Returns, the movie, with yeah. like those like clown gangs like running around the yeah. streets and shit like that. Like, yeah. So I mean, okay, then that's but Memento, Prestige, yeah, very original. Yeah. Oh yeah, not really Memento, especially like I get the only thing that I've ever seen that kind of reminds me of Memento in a weird way is if you've ever seen The Machinist. Yeah. Oh fuck, that's a good movie. I haven't seen Machinist. I don't know. That movie, like, you don't hear too much about that movie. Because it's an indie movie. I mean, it's really small. But, like, Christian Bale lost, like, 80 pounds. He's not a fat guy to begin with. He lost, like, 80 pounds to do that movie. He is one of the only A-list Hollywood actors who can do these just fucking eclectic roles. Yeah. He's the only one in Hollywood who could probably go from being Bruce Wayne down to this machinist actor. Yeah. Like, well, I think he did Machinist before Dark Knight. I think it came out. Uh, it came out. Be- it definitely came out before Dark Knight. I don't know about Batman Returns. Yeah, I don't think Batman Begins, but it was or Batman Begins. Sorry, it was definitely around that. I think I Dark Knight came out when I was in high school. Uh, so I remember seeing The Machinist when I was in sale at PR. So oh, really? 18, that 19. long? Yeah, it just came out. So it's, no, wait, because I didn't see The Machinist until it's at I least was ten like, years old. I haven't. Seen, I, I saw The Machinist like three or four years ago the first time. And it was literally like... Yeah, I was in Sale PR because uh, the guitarist, Sonny Saltalamakia, yes, that's his real name, <laughs> he uh, he saw it, he's like, dude, you gotta watch this, and I watched it, and my mind was blown. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow, okay, well, I see it. But I don't know if it came out then before Batman Begins, but still a great movie. Can we just fucking, like, just... Wanna go see Interstellar? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like if, I, if I could afford to see it again, or I mean, I could, but I'll I pay shouldn't. for you. Let's go to Bridgeport right now. <laughs> what about my kids? They're, They're with Grandma and Grandpa. <laughs> They're fine. They've got school. <laughs> well, they don't, but. Oh my God. I just... Really? You'd pay for me? Yeah. It's so fucking tempting, but no, I, I can't. I gotta get the boys in bed. I gotta go to work tomorrow. Um. Really? You'd pay for me? Yeah. <laughs> I think you're underestimating how bad I want to go see it as Zelda right now. Oh, no, no. I, I want to see it so bad. It's just like that, that horrible, annoying, responsible parent voice in my head. It's like, no, you have to get your kids in bed. you got to wake up and go to work so you can pay for the house that they're sleeping in. You know? Ugh, no. Just, man, everything about that movie was tight. I feel like this movie 
was one of the most tied together movies of any of Chris Nolan's. A lot of his, like Inception even has some of its weak points where I'm like, how did he come back yeah. from like, how did he come back from the very bottom level of Inception? Like, I guess he did it once before, but yeah, you know, he's there for fucking basically, he lives a that's whole an, that's fucking an, That's another one that deals with there. time. That's another one that deals with time because technically Ken Watanabe had been in there like, matter of seconds is like decades so yeah well the same thing he lived a whole fucking entire life with his wife in the inception yeah. verse or whatever yeah and i mean but that's the thing like he came back again from the very 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 bottom level of well if you watch the end you don't know if he truly came back well <sighs> i think he did but you it's, don't. It's you, kind of I I thought the whole thing about that was you don't know if he ever came back even originally. Yeah. Like, but still, I that was kind of, so I guess that makes sense. But even you know, like Dark Knight Rises has some of its weak points. I'm like, why do they need this? Why yeah. do they need this like power core to be their bomb? Yeah. Why don't I they mean, Dark Knight, Batman Begins, but still, like, holy crap! That I, this is the most t- well. I, the Prestige is pretty tied together, but there's some parts even into that I could point to. At Memento, least the, it's been years since I've seen I, it. It's been a long time. That, I, I don't know. I can't say anything. But this one, yeah, it's pretty freaking tied together. There's not too many plots. Because I was going to say, like, uh, at the very beginning with the ghost thing. Yeah. Or whatever it was. Or, like, the gravitational anomaly or yeah. whatever the fuck. It was a gravitational anomaly, technically. Yeah. But I was just like, I remember thinking, like, man, this is dumb. Like, I didn't want a supernatural movie. And I kept having to sort of tell myself, I was like, Science fiction, right? Science fiction, right? Science fiction, right? <laughs> but like, they turned out to be... It wasn't... Like, I know, and they tied... That's one of the things, though. Like, it's not instant gratification. Like, you have to watch the whole yeah, movie. Yeah, it's a three-hour-long movie. If you don't like long movies, don't go see this one. But it, if you... Can I just say they did a fucking fantastic job with the... With the other planets. Yeah. Like, both terrifying and fucking beautiful and... Yeah. And all together, like, their own things. Like, very much like how planets that we think that we could survive on would be. Yeah. Not perfect by any means. Not like... And literally, they're just taking scan... They're taking scan data and being like, let's put an astronaut on these planets yeah. and hope for the best. Oh, that whole plan they had, too. Can I just... I, I, I'm jumping back and forth too much, but before we wrap this up, the whole plan that NASA had, we sent 12 astronauts to 12 planets... And they send a signal, thumbs up or thumbs down. Yeah. And they're basing Earth's entire future yeah, off that. But it's genius. Yeah. Like, name an astronaut who wouldn't fucking give up their life to save humanity in the most extravagant, bold yeah. space mission of all time. Yeah. Going through a fucking wormhole. All the astronauts listening to this podcast are like, I wouldn't, you fucking prick. Fuck you. Have a good life here. Have a good life on Earth, eh? <laughs> they're Canadian. They're Canadian astronauts. Well, hey, well, no, Commander Chris Hatfield's Canadian. That's true. No, uh, they're talking about right now one of the the ways that they're thinking of going to Mars is not doing a return trip. Basically, like, you go and you stay. Trip. It's a one-way trip, but they'll keep sending you applies. So it's not yeah. like, you go and you're going to die in a year. Sorry, but hey, at least you be on a new planet. No, but, like, you're literally, you're going to be the foundation Oh yeah, of a of civilization there. Yeah. So they're they're the idea is they're going to send one of the ideas is they're going to send four people in the first one, and the two years later send another four people, and then every year have supplies sent, and then they slowly build up the colony, it's like a little city, mm-hmm. and until like the idea is like within fifty years, it's a self sustaining sustaining place, place yeah. where like there's enough people there that they can. Have their own economy, essentially. You know, have a yeah. hospital there. Like people can give birth. Even if, if they can f- figure out a way to farm and create, like, yeah, actually have another place that, that maybe eventually, if shit really hits the fan here on Earth, well, Mars has already started. Let's go there. Yep, it's a good idea. That would have been helpful uh, <laughs> in Interstellar, yeah. I'm sure. There's a wormhole, or Mars is already colonized. What are we doing? <laughs> I feel like. I I feel like they, they there's no benefit as far as I think I feel like if, before they do that they need to maybe build a, some kind of outpost slash colony on the moon. Ma- the moon. Granted, yeah, you're not gonna be able to farm there. 
Mars, theoretically, you could eventually, you know, but it would take a long time, a lot more science. Moon, you're not. I mean, there's just no, there's hardly any atmosphere, if, if, if at all. The moon, you farm Sorry. helium-3. Oh. Like in the movie, Moon. moon. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I feel like that'd be, that'd be wise at least, at least maybe batten down the, uh, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Make plans and figure and, out ex like the science first on the moon. Where yeah, with a three day trip back home yeah. rather than like, well, you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck, eh? <laughs> Stay there, eh? Um, Fucking hoser. <laughs> Martian hoser. <laughs> Martian hoser. Moon um, hosery. Bye. I want. I want to go to space now. I, I really don't. I do. Too. If you ever had the money to go on one of those. Uh, the Tri more the trips, I wouldn't do it. The older I get, the more like realistic I sort of have to be with myself. Yeah. In the sense that it's like, I just don't think I have like the physical traits to like be able to go into space. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not like a frail person by any means. Yeah. But man, I get fucking car sick sometimes. Like, well, like here's the mind blowing thing as far as as far as actually like going. To be able to probably do a return trip to Mars and back, or another planet, Mars, basically, the person who is probably going to end up doing the first person to set up, to set foot on Mars, isn't even born yet. I mean, they have goals like maybe by twenty thirty. Yeah, but still, probably not. Just because the way things going right now is funding, but I it's always still like... mind blowing that like I, I hopefully in my my lifetime. I'll probably be an old ass man, but hopefully I get I get to see you know watch. I would love to as well. I hope I get to live to see that. I always like the uh, kind of the old uh, the impression of the future in uh, Cowboy Bebop, the anime, yeah, um, because it takes place in the year like in the twenty seventies, yeah. And there's like they have like the Galilean moons of Jupiter yeah. are settled like Io, Ganymede. Europa, yeah. Mars is like the main planet. Earth was kind of destroyed, um, you know, and all this other stuff. Oh, Venus is colonized, um, which is impossible. It's actually hotter than Mercury. Yeah, it is, but it has an atmosphere. Um, That's true, but yeah, um, theoretically, you could go outside in Mars. It would probably be like the same thing, like in Mars in the show. It's it's big giant domes, oh, okay. and people like walk around like it's everyday life. There's streets, there's cars, yeah. there's houses, but it's in gigantic domes, and it's the same thing on Venus. It's dome, it's big giant domes. Yeah. Huh? Um, but but it's interesting because there's like these old people in the show. There's like back in my day, and they're kind of like in every other episode or something like that. And yeah. It's like interesting. It's like that's that's me. Like that's my generation yeah. of people. Like. Those people are like, what, 80 years old? Like, that's how old I'll be in the 2070s. 2070s? Oh, I'd be old as fuck. Well, you'd be five years older than I am, so... You'd be in the 80s or maybe 90s. I was born in 85, so 15... You're 2070, you'd be 85. Yeah, so... It's just fascinating to think about. I really hope that we get to see that sort of stuff. You know, or like... Anything. I mean, I watch Star Trek, and I think the same thing. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, man. But, um. Anyways, Rhett, how can they reach us on Twitter? We already said all that. I'll just cut that. Oh, just <laughs> <laughs> All right. But. Pause for effect. No, I'm just kidding. That would be a smart ass. Don't worry about it. Is there anything else you want to say? Nope. Go see Interstellar. Probably the best movie of the year. Um. Yeah, that's the the visual effects are mind blowing. The music's awesome. Go Acting's watch Interstellar. Spectacular. Go read the Forever War. Go listen to Hans Zimmer. Go see Theory of Everything too, by the way, because that's actually incredibly. The acting in that is amazing. You heard it. You heard it here. Now what are you gonna do with it? <laughs> <laughs> I've never even looked at a guy that way. <laughs> Oh, we went the whole goddamn episode without quoting. You ended it on good answer. No, but it, well, we don't. They don't know that yet, no. dumbass. Because we had the Fine, done. fine. I'll, I'll cut that part out. <laughs> anyway, no, don't cut it out. Because this part's getting cut in, so we'll just yeah. So let's just end it there. Yeah, cool. but uh, you guys can go ahead and get a hold of us uh, I, on Twitter. I'm at Red is awesome. R E T T is awesome. 
And I'm Kane at Kanerwainer, K-A-N-E-R-W-A-N-E-R. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash airpodcast. You can email us at awesome at airpodcast.com. And if you feel like having your voice heard, you can go ahead and give us a call at 657-888-3835. 657-888-DUEL. Unless we can think of anything witty to say. I'm Kane. I'm Rhett. Good answer. Good answer.